I'll be honest, the first, the only two pages I look at, I do look at the table of contents so that I can figure out where stuff is. And then I always look at the page that tells you how much you get if they kill you at, like, if, oh at the hospital. God. If they kill you there. <laughs> how much ever, you get. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I didn't know that was uh, That's all I, I care about. My... my name is Erica Hinkle. And my name is Joshua Griffin. Thank you for listening to Behind the Scenes, where we go behind the scenes with our Tidewater area businesses, philanthropy, and community involvement. I'm owner of Erica Hinkle Events, LLC, a full-service wedding and event company specializing in floral design and decor. And I own Griffin Air, serving the Middle Peninsula and Northern Neck for all your heating, cooling, and plumbing needs. Let's go behind the scenes right now. Welcome to Behind the Scenes in Tidewater, where we go behind the scenes with our local businesses, philanthropy, and community involvement. And today, Erica, this is a, a little different for us. It's not a, just a normal small business. This lady's doing some pretty cool things, and I'm not going to know what she's talking about. She's going to be teaching me as much as the listeners. Yeah, I'm excited to dive into this. So today's guest is Joe Campbell. She is a care coordinator for one of the Virginia Medicaid managed care organizations. And Joe, if you would start off by telling us a little bit about you and a little bit about what you do. Sure. Um, so I, uh, my background is actually behavioral health nursing, and I've done that for about 14, 15 years. Uh, and about four years ago, I started doing care coordination with one of the Virginia uh, Medicaid managed care organizations. Um, there's six in the state of Virginia. And predominantly, I've worked with people um, on my caseload that have serious mental illness. And care coordination in general is you're connecting people with services, you're organizing care resources, um, guiding them to just about anything that they need. Care coordinators are there to help remove barriers for people, uh, reasons why people aren't going to the doctor, reasons that people aren't utilizing benefits, maybe because they don't know that they have that benefit available to them. Um, so yeah, the care coordination as a whole, it's, it's actually everywhere now, not just with Virginia Medicaid plans, but it's everywhere. Uh, you're, if you go to the emergency department several times, they'll see a trend. They have a care coordinator. They're going to call you to see, is there a reason you keep coming back to us because of this issue? Because maybe there's something you need and you don't know how to access that. So it's a, just a really broad position for anybody, whether they're doing it at in a healthcare provider setting or they're doing it for a health plan. Um, so yeah, very, very broad. Yeah. Is this free, free for folks, Joe? So care coordination in just about any setting does not usually cost anybody anything. These are outside of Medicaid, and I'll jump back to the Medicaid part, but outside of Medicaid, uh, if your primary doctor is part of a group, for instance, my PCP is part of TPMG, and TPMG employs care coordinators, and that's just part of being their patient. I'm not going to get a bill because the care coordinator called me to check in on me about something with any of my conditions or anything like that. That's just part of me being a patient with their group. And with Virginia Medicaid, um, the Virginia Medicaid is free health care 
for individuals that qualify. So the care coordination piece uh, is part of their benefits that don't cost anything. I gotcha. Well, before we go, because I'm actually uh, interested in uh, asking you some questions about my mom and uh, Medicaid, but where can um, our listeners reach out to you and find um, more information? Um, Is there a website they could go to, that kind of thing? So myself specifically, because what I do is for a specific plan, I actually encourage people, first of all, if they want to know more about Medicaid, to go to the CoverVA.org website. A lot of people are not aware that in 2019, the qualifications for Medicaid changed drastically. Um, It used to be that you had to meet income guidelines and you also had to be disabled or aged or have um, be the parent of a minor child, things like that. Now it's strictly if you're age 19 and over and you meet the income guidelines, you can get Medicaid. Um, So that's really the site that I push people all the time. Go to coverva.org. That's where you can apply for Virginia Medicaid. That's where you can see all of the data on how, you know, what, what, what are the income guidelines as well as what are the different plans that you can pick under Virginia Medicaid. And there are six companies that manage um, most of the Medicaid in the state of Virginia now. Um, so there's six to choose from. All of them have the same basic benefits and some of them offer, uh, all of them also offer their own unique enhanced benefits such as uh, extra dental benefits, extra vision benefits, um, so that people can select plans that, that fit their needs according to what they have going on. So, yeah, CoverVA.org, I love that site. Um, I encourage anybody that thinks they know somebody that might qualify to help them go to that site. If they're not tech savvy or anything like that, help them go to that site. If neither of you are tech savvy, you can go to Department of Social Services and make an appointment with them, and they will walk people through the process, which is fantastic as well. I didn't realize that with Medicaid, you can also get vision and, and dental. I, for some reason, I only thought it was. Yes. Yeah, so traditional Medicaid in the past covered typically just extractions. And when they changed, when they started changing um, to the, the managed care organization model years ago, each of the plans was able to decide what they wanted to offer. And all six plans, and I'll name them, there's Aetna. Anthem, Magellan, Optima, United, and Virginia Premier. All of them offer dental benefits such as cleanings and exams, which I thought was fantastic because in the past, I always felt like, well, if we help people take care of their teeth, we wouldn't need to get them extracted if we were helping with the routine Uh care. And then some of the plans also cover um, certain things like fillings, crowns. Um, The dental is actually, we just got a notice recently that as of July 1st, the Medicaid dental benefits across all plans across the whole state are about to get a lot more robust. And there are going to be opportunities for people to access certain procedures and things that they weren't able to before. Dentures is a big one. Dentures, Mm. I think there was only one or two of the six plans that offer dentures. Um, And now it'll be a benefit available to all that need it. So that I'm really excited about. So with, and I kind of already know the answer to this, but I just figured our listeners might want to know a little bit more. Is there an age restriction to, uh, to apply for Medicaid? 
it's it's actually available for all ages if if you meet the income guidelines as far as uh, you know children, adults, you name it. The the state does break it out into uh, plans such as Famous, Famous Plus, um, which are the plans for children. They break right, it out okay. into the uh, the the plans that are for adults and plans that are for adults with disabilities. Um, from from our standpoint, doing care coordination, or at least from my standpoint, doing care coordination, the only difference is it helps us figure out what type of caseload that person should be on, so they can get the most personalized care. So, for instance, if you are someone with mental illness and you're on disability then you need to be with a care coordinator that specializes in behavioral health so mm. that they can always get those needs met. So yeah, that it helps to, to get people connected with the right people. If people have a lot of high medical needs, then they'll look to probably assign you to a nurse that's a care right. coordinator because care coordinators typically are nurses and people with social work backgrounds. Um, so obviously if what you need is more coaching about your health condition, maybe you don't know, you, you know, you're struggling to understand the principles behind how to manage your diabetes and things like that. We're not out here actively directly treating people. Our job is to coach them, to provide them education and more importantly, connect them with the providers that they can get face to face with. So, you know, if let's say Erica, you had diabetes and I see that you're struggling to, to get a, a handle on it. So we'll talk about it. I'll tell you some general principles, uh, you know, I'll call and, and encourage you, hey, are you still checking your blood sugar? But ultimately, you know, when you're struggling like that, I also need to connect you to a nutritionist prob- probably um, right. where they can get you in a class because maybe you learn better face-to-face with visual aids and things like that. So that's that's the more critical part of the component is the coaching is there. We do that. We do tons of that. But if that's not working I need to connect you with a provider that can get deeper with, with you on, on that health issue or that mental health issue, um, whatever the case may be. Right. Is this one of those things that sometimes you feel like if the person you're working with, they would just listen to you, that (laughs) things would be a little better. (laughs) Is that Uh, that um, a bad way to put it? No, no, it's not. It's not. It's that is one of the biggest frustrations I think for care coordinators in any setting, whether they're working with a health plan or they're working directly for a provider group, um, a, you know, a doctor group or what have you. Um, in the end, people have free will and they're going to do what they're going to do. But um, from the care coordination standpoint, you just have to make sure that you have provided that information. You've documented that you provided it. And in the end, they are still going to do what they're going to do. And I can't tell you how many times uh, doing care coordination, you could break your neck coordinating all of these things, trying to get someone from a homeless and an unstable mental health status, organizing all these things. And in the end, they can just walk away from it and say, nah, I'd rather live on the streets. I don't like rules. And I still won't, I don't want to see a provider after all. I changed my mind. And there's, wow. you know, and, and it's frustrating, but people must, have, yeah, rights. that must be very frustrating. People have their human rights. And, and if that's not what they decide they want for themselves, after all, you did all that work and you move on and it is what it is. Yeah. Don't tread on me. No, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's wow. one of the topics that comes up sometimes is, you know, well, you know, they need 
something better. They need something different. Why can't you make them? Well, because human rights exist. That's, that's a thing. I can't make somebody go live in a setting they don't want to live in and all of that. I may not agree yeah. with how they're choosing to handle their health or how they're choosing to handle their living situation, but that that's definitely their decision. Um, one of the biggest benefits that I love to tell people about when it comes to Virginia Medicaid, again, first of all, being excited that Medicaid expansion happened and that so many more people are eligible um, because they've taken down a lot of those guidelines. We've got a lot of people this past year that were impacted by the pandemic. Their income may have dropped dramatically, and they have no idea that you, you, could, you could be on Medicaid right now. And hmm. that you that you qualify, you don't have to be disabled and, and all of these things that people were used to in the past. Um, but one of the benefits, I hate to call it one benefit because it's a huge benefit, but a lot of people don't realize Virginia Medicaid plans cover substance abuse treatment. Um, you guys, I was listening to the podcast that, that you guys had with Harley Barker, and I thought it was absolutely fantastic that this successful person was so forthcoming about struggles that yeah. you had in the past. And one of the things that was discussed was, you know, what, what were some ways that people that are struggling with addiction can get out of addiction? And so the, I, I wanted to add to that. That's one of the ways. If, if you qualify for Medicaid, you get on Medicaid. Medicaid will pay for all kinds of different ways to treat your substance use disorder. You, they cover inpatient. They cover outpatient. Um, cover wow. Medica uh, Medication-assisted treatment is the term. Um, it's when they utilize medications like methadone and Suboxone and things like that. And I've run across so many people that have loved ones that are struggling. They definitely meet the income guidelines because a lot of times people get to a point where they can't function and work and make lots of money when their addiction is really bad. And so to be able to educate them that, hey, I heard what you're saying about your cousin – you know, help him get connected with Medicaid, either help him apply or help him make an appointment with the Department of Social Services. And once he gets that Medicaid, every plan has addiction and recovery specialists. And they would, the person, they connect with their care coordinator and their care coordinator then connects them with the addiction and recovery specialist. And that's the person that will facilitate what's needed. If they want to go inpatient and detox, they coordinate that. They find them a bed. They get everything arranged for them. If they want to do the medication-assisted treatment, they find, you know, they give, get them all set up at the local clinics that offer that service. Uh, if, they, if, if outpatient therapy is what they need, they help handle get, getting that set up for them. So all of the plans have the addiction and recovery specialists, and substance, uh, substance use disorder treatment is one of my favorite things to, to know that we cover that, that there are options for people that don't know that there's options you know they think they're stuck and there's nothing they can do about it apply for medicaid if you get on medicaid call your health plan connect with your care coordinator they will you know if you're ready to make a change and you need help to make that change they will absolutely get you through that process very smoothly that's uh that's powerful stuff i had no idea that that's a fairly new thing, I would imagine, that you guys have added into Medicaid. That's crazy. I yeah, have no idea. Yeah, and I idea. can't speak on Medicaid before I came into it, when Medicaid was was not right, being right. managed by um, different health plans. When it was, we, we have Medicaid fee for service, or we call it call it straight Medicaid. Uh, I'm not 
100% certain how long back they started covering all of these different treatments for substance use disorders. Um, but it's been since, you know, the four years that, that I've been on board, and it's been amazing. There's nothing better than having somebody to, to connect with a, a member and have that member build that rapport with you and open up enough with you to get comfortable enough to admit to you that they have a problem and to be able to, Mm -hmm. it's just a great feeling to be able to say, I'm so glad you were honest with me. You know, can I connect you with our addiction recovery specialist? And they can tell you all of the things that all of your options. And from there, you guys decide the treatment that you're ready for. Um, So it's, that part's fantastic. I love that. In addition to that, even all the way down to um, smoking cessation, uh, quitting smoking is really hard for people. And you've got a lot of people walking around with COPD and still can't quit smoking. They're mm. oxygen dependent and they still can't quit smoking. Um, and so quitting smoking is really hard. And some plans, I'm fortunate to work with for one of the plans that offers just about every way you could think to quit smoking. The patch, the gum, the lozenges, the Chantix, the Wellbutrin, if you need therapy to quit smoking. Um, but, you know, all those options are there. And I'm sure I just don't, I'm not well versed in the coverages for all the plans, whether they cover all of the different methods. I know ours does, and I know there are others that do as well. Um, but I love to share that with people too, because that's a, that's a hard thing to kick. And when you go to the store and you're already, you already live right. on a tight budget, you go to the store and you say, well, I want to quit, but man, these lozenges, you know, they're $25 a box. And to be able to tell somebody, right. oh, no, no, don't worry about it. Like we cover that. You're good. You know, just get your doctor to write it down on a script, go to the pharmacy and, and we've got you covered. That's great. It sounds like y'all probably cover lots of things that people don't realize is covered. So it sounds like a lot of folks, if they, you know, are, if they're on Medicaid, then they need to call and, and get a, get connected with, with one of you guys, with one of the coordinators and, and if nothing else, have a conversation about it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so funny because uh, we'll have members that, so we, all of the plans get the info from the state as far as what is the person's address, all their demographics, the whole nine yards, as well as their phone number. And it's not uncommon for people to change cell phones lots of times and they don't think to notify um, social services that, Hey, my address or my phone number changed. And so Sometimes we're on this big hunt. We're trying to find this person. We're trying to connect with them. Some, mo- a lot of times we have a good number. The person's avoiding us. We leave voicemails. They think that we're selling something. You know, we're another solicitor. And it's like, ah, oh, if I could just get them on the phone mm-hmm. for two seconds, I could let them know we're not selling anything. We're part of your benefits. And I, I want to make sure that you know what you have. So I love the, the connections where I'm connecting with somebody for the first time that I know has been dodging us. I get a little chuckle because I'm like, this is, we've tried this number like 10 times. And now today you finally decided to answer. So I know I had the right number. I know that you were kind of avoiding me because you didn't know what it was about. And then I get to get out there. It's not like a, I hate to say it's a sales pitch because again, we're not selling anything. But when you have a stranger call you and tell you that they're from your health plan and they want to talk to you about your benefits. Well, right away you're like, what? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Why would you need to do that? So right. yeah, yeah. you kind of have to jump out there in sort of a sales pitchy way and say, hey, you know, are you aware that you have vision and dental? And transportation is another thing. All six of the plans, Medicaid covers transportation because 
to and from your appointments because there should be no reason. We want no barriers for you in going to get the treatments that you need. Um, And and you can use them in several ways. If you live in cities that have bus transportation, you can request bus passes. If you live, if you, um, if you live in a more rural area or you just don't like the bus system, you can request a cab service to come to your house, take you to your appointment and take you back home. And the third way is mileage reimbursement. If a loved one or friend, um, is taking you back and forth to your appointments, you can request mileage reimbursement as well. Um, so again, removing that barrier of, I, I, well, I haven't been to the, I haven't gotten a physical in a couple of years because I don't have a ride. Um, so, to, yeah. to, right. so that's kind of how I start my sales pitch. I get, I hate to say that cause it's not, I'm, but I'm trying to sell myself to them of just listening to me for a second. Right. And let me tell you what you've got because you probably don't know what you have. They get this big, it, it's a pretty hefty handbook. I don't know about you guys, my health plan for me and my family. I won't either. read that. I'm not gonna. It's, it's, huge. it's huge. And it's overwhelming for people. And a lot of it is in jargon that you skim it, you toss it to the side. I, I, at one point, I think I found like 10 of them. I was like, it was like collecting these or something. And I'll be honest, the first, the only two pages I look at, I do look at the table of contents so that I can figure out where stuff is. And then I always look at the page that tells you how much you get if they kill you at, like, if, oh at the hospital. God. If they kill you there. <laughs> how much do you get? Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Oh, that's hilarious. I didn't know that was uh, That's thing. all I, I care about. That my handbook. Oh. Maybe I should start looking at my handbook. I'm real big yeah. about making sure that my family gets yep. you know money if, if something happens to me. So I need to start checking that. <laughs> I think I can help with this uh, this problem you're having where folks think you're a telemarketer because we all get hundreds of calls, you know, every day, people trying to sell us stuff. And I think I can help. So what what you gotta do is you gotta first start out with a really heavy accent. Like you're from another country, and then yeah. and then you tell them that you're with the the Nigerian Your Majesty Prince, oh and and just start out like that, and they'll know that it's not a scam at that point, right. and they will listen to whatever well, you have to say. If I tell them that they yeah. just inherited ten million dollars from their there you go from their 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 cousin yeah. Prince, and and I just need them to wire me a, a fee so that I can get their money to them. Yeah, that's all. That would work great. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you'd ever get hung that's up on so at that point. So stay tuned till after these messages and we will be going behind the scenes with this guest. We're about to go behind the scenes. What's something you can share with our listeners that maybe your average member may not know? I would say, even if you're not currently ill, staying connected with your plan, and that's not just with Virginia Medicaid. That's if you have an employer-sponsored plan, you probably have access to care coordinators in in that realm as well. But staying connected with your health plan, whatever health plan that is, it can help you avoid crisis situations and it can help you um, avoid missing out on benefits that you may not have been aware of, things that would have made your life easier if you had just reached out and spoken to those people. So they're going to get an influx of calls now after the show launches. (laughs) They're going to 
all these care coordinators, they're going to be like, hey, she told me to call. That's what, what, you know, that's what it we is, want, though, Josh. Uh, I swear. So my job actually just recently changed. I am strictly an unable to contact care coordinator right now. My job is to take this giant caseload of people that we've not been able to make contact with them and, and, and basically hunt them down, look through claims, call mm. providers. Who, have you seen them? Where are they at? Um, if we have to go out in the community, we will do that because the state is very um, – it's a huge deal to not be connected with people that have certain conditions, certain things going on with them. They want us at, you know, whatever it takes, find them, find them and connect with them. And not because the state's psycho or anything, but because it's <laughs> it, it's because it being engaged in care coordination has proven to be so effective that that's why it's a tool now, not only with health plans, Medicare plans have care coordinators, Medicaid plans have care coordinators, doctor's offices, EDs, you name it, all kinds of places have care coordinators now because it's proven to be effective. A lot of times it's a simple issue that nobody knew that, that, well, if we had just connected and provided you with this information, you would not have continued to struggle like this. This is really good. I, uh, I was on Medicaid when uh, my first son was born and it was a very pleasant experience. I didn't have any issues, but one of the reasons why I didn't have any issues is because I lived in a very small town and the department of um, social services was like right across the street from my doctor's office. So it was like all very, yeah, it was like all very right there, but I totally see how people will get lost by the wayside. If there's not somebody there that's advocating for that. I was on Medicaid as well with my middle son because I was um, in nursing school full time. I was not expecting to get pregnant while I was going to school. Right. And while you're in so school. Got, um, so, <laughs> when in Rome. It, but back then, <laughs> back, you know, 14, 15 years ago, um, I could only keep it until I think six weeks postpartum. And then they took it away from me because I was not disabled yeah, and all that was jazz. mine. Um, so the fact that they've changed the qualifications, that alone has been so amazing. I've known so many people that are good, hardworking people. They just don't have, they don't make enough money and they don't have access to health care. And it's like, hey, go get, go get that Medicaid. It's, you know, you qualify, go get it. I think it's so important. I commend you. I think that you uh, are doing Thank very you. important I work. Just love, I just love sharing the info with people. I love hearing the excitement when somebody says, wait, I have what? Really? And I'm like, yeah, you've, you've been to dodge yeah. us for, you know, some people, it's you know, been a year, two years, they've been dodging us and they finally answered the phone and they're like, so I've had that all along. Yeah, you have <laughs> been leaving you messages. <laughs> you sure have had that all along. My mom, she's semi-retired and is not, does not have uh, insurance right now. And she did try to qualify for Medicaid like mm-hmm. three years ago and didn't, she didn't qualify, but it seems to me like there's been some things that have changed and she yeah, needs to reapply. Mom, if you don't mind me asking. She will be 65 in um, so, this October. So Medicare She's 64. will open up for her as well, but she, she can have both. If she qualifies financially, she can have both the Medicare and the Medicaid together. But mm, yeah, okay. people, people that have either all Medicaid coverage or they have Medicare and Medicaid coverage, um, co-pays are the, the, the state sets the rate based on your income, but the biggest copay I've ever seen in somebody's um, thing, it was maybe $5. But most of the time, it's oh my $0 goodness. or 
$1. So if a client calls me or if a member okay. calls me um, and they panic and they say, well, I got a bill from my doctor for $150. I'm like, Ooh, hold the gravy train. You should never get a bill for $150. Um, and luckily we can access certain systems here to see, well, you know, the doctor didn't even send us that claim. So let me, you know, like you toss that, in the right. past, do not panic about it. I will call the provider and make sure the provider has the right info because they sent it to you, but never build us. Let's fix it. But yeah, very low, if any co-pays at all. Um, so yeah, for your, and your mom too, if she has, if you just Google um, a Virginia Medicaid spend down, if she's on the, you know, if she's over the income guidelines a little if she has enough medical expenses, mm-hmm. she doesn't even have to be paying those. But if she's accruing medical expenses each month on prescriptions and things like that, um, a Medicaid spend down allows that to count as a subtraction from her income in order to qualify her for Medicaid. Okay. If that makes sense at okay. all. And again, that, that's that's an arena where you probably yep. want to use a you would you would connect with a Department of Social Services eligibility worker and they could walk you through with this the process of a Medicaid spend down. Or we wrap up again let our listeners know I guess what website they need to to go on to and co- any okay, contact yeah. information. So it's, it's cover VA and it's C O V E R va.org. Um, that's where they'll get all the info on, you know, what the, what's the income guidelines for qualifying, um, all of that jazz. Uh, and then if, if that is not there, you know, if they're not tech savvy, call your local department of social services and they will make an appointment with an eligibility worker that will walk you through the process. Well, that's it guys. Thank you for listening to behind the scenes and Tidewater. Want to share something with us or be a guest on the show? Send us an email at tidewaterpodcast at gmail.com. Like, share, and subscribe our podcast to help us grow. And listen for more deals, discounts, and wisdom from the best businesses in the Tidewater area.